Hey everybody, this is the BSN Avalanche Podcast presented by Total Beverage. Before we jump into the show, I want to tell you guys about this really awesome deal for BSN listeners. If you didn't know by now, Total Beverage is delivering beer, wine, and liquor to anywhere in the North Metro area from Wheat Ridge down to Erie. For a limited time, Total Beverage is offering $10 off your $50 or more purchase on their website and on their app. Use the promo code BSN10 to save $10 off your $50 or more purchase for all of your parties and events and have it delivered straight to your door. Now let's jump into the show. Hey, Adrian. Hi, Claude. How are you, sir? I'm good. How about you? Good. Pretty good. Ready to go? No time like the present? Yeah, ready to go. This is the BSN Avalanche Podcast, powered by the BSN Denver Podcast Network. Going to work, crisscrossing with Jost. Right in, turned out by Jari. That was a one-on-two. And Jost. McKinnon. The best avalanche coverage in Denver. Welcome into the BSN Avalanche Podcast. On a fun Friday, my special guest today. He needs no introduction, but I'm going to give him one anyway. He is a four-time Stanley Cup winner. Should be a Hall of Famer, in my opinion. Maybe that'll still happen someday, but uh, uh, a champion of champions. Uh, Claude Lemieux joins the podcast. Claude, how are you, sir? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Yeah, good. Uh, Claude, thanks for coming on. Uh, you, uh, you're keeping busy, man. You, uh, you seem busier than you were as a player. Uh, all I do is see you at different rinks all the time. Uh, let me catch you up while there are fans on what you've been doing lately. Uh, and you've been doing it a few years now, but uh, you, you seem to be taking a, uh, the next step in this business. You've been, uh, you've been in the agent side of the business now for a few years, correct? Yes, I guess almost uh, 10 years. So 10 years, um, yeah, it has been a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah it flies by. Yeah, well... Uh, Claude, you work for a place called Four Sports, which is based in Switzerland, the numeral Four Sports. I would advise people to check out their website. But uh, uh, you're based in Switzerland, Claude. You specialize in international players, it seems like. Uh, and you just made a uh, significant acquisition, a guy named, somebody might need to help me with the name here, but a guy named Peter <laughs> Forsberg. <laughs> Can you t- tell me uh, how I would, to... I would... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would say Peter's my new boss, and uh, <laughs> really, um, it's kind of strange how it developed our, our company based in in Switzerland, as you mentioned. Yeah, in a small small town near Zurich called yep. Zug, and um, huh. uh, Peter has um, been in touch and 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 uh, yeah, befriended some of the people in our company in Sweden, and uh, Peter moved to Switzerland and yep. connected with our people there and. And somehow, uh, over the past year, Peter had been um, out of hockey for a while now. And he, as you know, he's very involved in many different businesses, very successful. Yep. And um, he decided to 
get back in the hockey world, and he thought this would be a a great fit. And he's one of our uh, one of our investors and the board member, and uh, he's going to be he's going to be great for us, uh, and already is. Yeah. Um, and anytime anytime you can mention the, the name Forsberg, Peter, and <laughs> and being involved with Peter is uh, is an asset. It's incredible. I mean, you guys first got together as teammates in 1995. We all know what to, what that team was uh, winning the Stanley Cup together. <clears throat> all these years later, you're back in business. You're back with them as a teammate, so to speak. Uh, tell me, what is Peter going to do? Is he actually going to negotiate some contracts and stuff like that? Is he going to be in the in the room going against Joe and, uh, and other GMs, or is he going to be more behind the scenes kind of guy? <laughs> I think Peter will be more behind the scene, and uh, <laughs> he's available, uh, you know, yeah. to uh, to help out in any way we see fit. Um, we have a few uh, agents that are certified, and and but it's great for for me and and for for the others involved to to have Peter to be able to bounce uh, some uh, different scenarios and uh, ideas with him and see how he. Um, yeah how he sees a certain situation and and to have him available if needed to talk with a player uh etc is, is huge so that's how i see him involved uh, at first uh, yeah. it's not like uh, he signed up with a with a job de- description yeah. other than being uh one of the investors in uh, and a board member of the right. company but he could be you know he could be a closer type of guys you know you you want this, the kid to sign wherever he is. Maybe he's a Swedish kid. Maybe he's a whatever kid who's new. You know, and then, uh, oh, by the way, here's our guy named Peter Forsberg to tell you all about uh, coming in our company, maybe. Uh, uh, I'm sure you're going to do plenty. Helps, I'm sure you close plenty of deals yourself. But, uh, yeah, Peter, Peter could, you know, definitely I can see him in that role. <laughs> you guys do specialize in international players, right? That's your thing, although you do have players that are, I assume, you know, Canadian and American as well, whatever. But is that your niche? You're trying to carve out, you know, international. Yes, I mean we, you know, when the company was founded in the uh, early 2000s, I, I met those guys in 2003 and 4 when I was uh, in Switzerland playing and and mm-hmm. actually played with uh, the head of the hockey division, Daniel Giger, on, yeah. on the team in uh, in Zug, and um, we uh, we remained friends. I sort of help them uh, with a business uh, plan and analyzing where where I thought our focus should be as you know Canada is uh, a place that is highly recruited with mm-hmm. agents and there are quite a few certified agents in Canada and the US and I felt that we should focus on uh, having success in Switzerland and Sweden and it's been uh, our two uh, most successful markets and, and not just having players come over but we also have tremendous amount of players playing in 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 those countries mm. whether it's switzerland germany finland and sweden and as well in uh, in the khl yeah 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 i know people forget that there's so many other contracts out there in different you know pro leagues uh you uh gosh you played in the uh japan league for a little while right <laughs> Remember that? Exactly. Uh, we don't really no i i always tell i tell people that i in my opinion they are uh as uh aside from soccer uh, there are more pro hockey teams in the world than in yeah and i'm uh i'm still looking for that data but i think i'm i'm right and there's a lot of pro hockey being played in so many countries you would never believe 
Yeah, I know. I mean, the fact that you played in Japan, of all places. Uh, I'm actually sitting here in San Jose. The Avalanche play tonight here, and, uh, you know, you're, you're a former San Jose Shark. Uh, <laughs> before we ask you more about that, can you... That shark, that comeback with the Sharks to me was one of the most amazing sports stories of its time. I mean, not, you, sit, you sit out for four or five years and come back as a player. Uh, almost impossible in this league, but you did it. Uh, any quick memories of San Jose here? I know you didn't win the cup there, but uh, what an accomplishment. Are you still it proud was, of that? It, absolutely. Yeah. Some of the best memories. Some of the highlights for sure of my, of my career was to, to attempt and to succeed in making that comeback. And, and I knew going in, I'd be most likely a fourth line player and yeah. somebody that uh, maybe more of a mentor or assistant coach, uh, player assistant coach kind of role. And, uh, I was lucky that, um, you know, the Sharks gave me that opportunity. Um, it was, it was too bad actually to end up breaking my jaw and, uh, oh, yeah. In a, in a fight, but mm. if not, um, I think I was feeling better and better. And, and after being out for five and a half years to actually be signed to an NHL contract at 43 was a was a living incredible. the dream for me again. That was incredible. Yeah, and you earned it. I mean, you, you played in Worcester. You know, I remember uh, playing in the minors again. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, anyway, yeah, that's that was a hell of an accomplishment. Uh, but Claude, uh, you know. Uh, Ten years now, I know you, when you got out of hockey as a player, you tried to make it a, in more in management, uh, owning, you know, a GM of a team. Uh, I know you're involved in the Phoenix organization for a while, right? Uh, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, what led you to uh, get out of the hockey management side and get into uh, the agent business? What was the impetus for that? It just happened that way. I've always had the passion. I, I was actually the president of the team in right. Phoenix and ECHL for, yep. for a little bit. Yep. And uh, it was too remote uh, for me, and I, was, uh, I felt that I, I wanted to be closer. And that's uh, shortly after that I you know, decided uh, a few years later to come back. And when I made my comeback in hockey, I knew mm -hmm. uh, as a player, I knew I would stay in the game, whether it was to be part of management or – uh, be on the uh, on the agent side, and and it just happened that way. I was uh, I was offered a position with a group out of Toronto to be uh, the chairman of uh, of a hockey manufacturing company with uh, the company Graph mm -hmm. uh, Graph Canada, and I and I did that for uh, for I was involved with them for a few years. Very challenging industry, but uh, I, I learned a lot from great people, and and then. Um, I just knew I was going to be on uh, on staying involved in hockey, and Four Sports reached out again. They had a need for someone to get involved, and that's how it happened uh, uh, fairly quickly. And and so it was a was an easy decision. It's been quite a while, and yeah, um, you know, I yeah. I deal with people like Joe Sakic and, and yep. many others, and Billy Guerin, and so many players that I played against and played with. Uh, or played for, and so it's a very familiar industry for me. Yeah, now, um, I always remember you as a guy who was very uh, business-oriented, savvy. I, I definitely remember you, you know, I remember riding on the team bus, you know, those early years of the Avs, and you were, you know, you would have your, I remember you had your nose buried in the stock pages more than the sports pages, quite frankly. Um, 
Mm-hmm. Business is always, has it just always been a passion of yours too? I mean, uh, the number, the business of sport, uh, is it, was it something you always thought you'd be involved in no matter what, uh, somehow, it seems like, you know? Uh, it just, it just, yes, it, I, I love, yeah. I love real estate, I love numbers, yeah. and, and it's, um, you know, I, I, I really enjoyed, um, you know, the negotiating part, and right. um, I've learned a lot. I had uh, um, a lot of people that I looked up to and and um, and, and learned from them, and, and you listen, you know, you, you learn a lot when you listen, so mm-hmm. I always hung around people off uh, away from the arena, guys that were much older than I was. Mm-hmm. And listen to their storytelling about their businesses, how they made it, and <sighs> what they do. And I was always intrigued with that. And and uh, yeah. now, hopefully, I can pass that on to our young guys. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I I knew that you were, uh, you know, you you had a reputation as being, uh, you know, not I don't know if tough is the word on your agents, but I know you changed one agent once or twice, uh, you know, and uh, you know, getting your deals done, and whatnot. Uh, so I guess the obvious question is, do you? Uh, now that you're on the other side, do you have more, you know, empathy for the agents, or uh, you know, uh, or or just or maybe even less? I don't know. Uh, but uh, now that you're on the I, other side, what look, do you, how I, do you describe I, it? Yeah. I try to remind myself that I once was a player and what it felt like mm-hmm. to be a player and what what I had to go through as a player. And try to be there for my uh, for uh, uh, my clients, and that just like in any any businesses, just like in any sports, uh, any ventures, you, you no one's perfect. You try to do the best you can, and uh, we all have our needs, and it becomes a a, a question of connecting and uh, with your clients and and yeah. filling that need for them. But I'm. Nowadays, we have to be very good communicators. I think communicating well with our clients is key. And mm-hmm. sometimes it's more than just the client. It could be their spouse, could be the girlfriend, could be the parents, yep. or a combination of it all. So the players want to know why. There's a lot of questions. They, they're very educated. They, they read a lot on the, uh, on the Internet, social media, about whether it's a contract situation or marketing, et cetera. So... Um, different than it was back in our days, but similar in, in a lot of many ways too. Yeah, you uh, has it been hard to put aside the personal friendships that you've had with guys like Sakic and Garen and, and get down to brass tacks on a, on a business table? Has that been difficult at all? You know, when I got in this business, I thought when I played, I uh, I obviously had uh, I played hard and I had a lot of harsh words with. Um, while being on the ice in the heat in the moment, but um, the way we run our business is very gentleman-like, and I believe in mutual respect. And mm. we can we can have difference uh, of opinion, but not enough to, you know, uh, having to curse one on one. Uh, and we have to respect each other's positions too. So um, it's been. Fairly peaceful, uh, I would say, very peaceful, uh, negotiating, um, and things usually find, uh, we find a way to make it work. Yeah, well, you've got a client on the avalanche, uh, Patrick Nemeth, uh, I'm not going to ask you about him personally, but yeah, you've, you've negotiated a deal already with Joe on that, and uh, probably have several more over the years. Uh, 
Claude, I'm going to take my first break here. Uh, we'll, uh, when, I, when I come back, I'd love to ask you about what it was like for you to be a dad on deadline day uh, and uh, ask about your son, Brendan, who, boy, <laughs> now I feel old. I remember him as a baby literally in your arms, uh, certain, especially on a certain night. But we won't get into that either, maybe. Well, maybe we will. Uh, Claude, come take my first break here on the BSN Avalanche podcast. Come right back, talk more with Claude Lemieux, the great, great champion. Right back after this. The biggest benefits of CBD are our cognitive, our neuroprotection, neuroregeneration, anti-inflammatory, and then a lot of the most common situations that, that people are taking it are for pain. That is Arthur Jaffe, a former CU Buffs football player and founder of Elixinol, a Colorado-based company focused on providing the highest quality of CBD oil and hemp extracts in the world. Like Arthur mentioned earlier, CBD has significant medical benefits and isn't limited to just athletes. Everyone can take it, from adults and children to even your dog. I wished I would have learned about it or that it would have been more prominent at a younger age to potentially have, have given my father a, a significant opportunity to fight prostate cancer, which ultimately took his life when I was 13. You know, I really think that it would have helped him. Arthur and the folks over at Elixinol's mission is to educate, inspire, and empower others to live naturally healthy, happy lives. To learn more and join the CBD conversation, check out Elixinol.com. And welcome back to the BSN Avalanche podcast. My special guest today, Claude Lemieux, the four-time Stanley Cup champion, former Avalanche Stanley Cup winner. Uh, just a... Uh, Man about town, bon vivant, man of many hats. Uh, he's, you're a grinder, Claude. You always were. You uh, you get out there and work every day. Uh, I, that comes from your dad, right? You grew up on a very uh, you know blue collar family. I remember mean, your dad was a truck driver, and uh, you, you go to work, right? Yeah. You don't like sitting around. That's for sure, right? <laughs> uh, I uh, I think it's I think it's really healthy to to uh to be busy and and um especially when you do something you love yeah well for sure uh claude you were uh not only an agent on deadline day with clients who may or may not have been you know worried about where they may be going uh but you also are a father to an nhl player who was traded on deadline day uh your son brennan was traded from winnipeg to the rangers uh in the uh, kevin hayes deal uh, what was that like for for you as a father? And then I'll ask maybe what it was like for him. Well, you would think that uh, agents are uh, always first or second to find out, and uh, neither or. My son did not know. I did not know. My my brother reached out, and um, I picked up his call. I hadn't looked at my phone in maybe 10, 15 minutes. <laughs> and... Um, I, he said, I guess you're, uh, you'll be going to New York soon. And I said, what do you mean? Oh. And he said, well, you, your son was traded. Boy. And I was like, okay, gotta go. <laughs> and I started reaching out to Brendan and he was asleep. They were in Arizona, called his roommate. He was asleep, called the hotel <laughs> and finally got a hold of them. And, um, <clears throat> You know, we, we kind of thought that his name had been thrown around quite a bit, and mm -hmm. uh, we know what teams are looking for. Um, with his role being so limited in, in Winnipeg, um, mm -hmm. 
we were thinking that this could be a possibility and then to happen and to be the Rangers, he was, he was very excited and we are too. Yeah, I bet. I mean, you know, and, you know, Brendan's had a good year. I mean, for Winnipeg Jets, he scored nine goals. I mean, that's, that's, that's a good number of goals. Uh, hopefully he gets that, that double figure mark here soon, but, uh, um, yeah, this is a good opportunity for him, right? It was not a slap in his face. It was, uh, you know, was going to original 16 playing in New York City. Uh, you know, maybe not quite as good a team right now as Winnipeg Jets, but uh, he's probably going to get a lot more opportunity there, and uh, right? That's that's. I would imagine Monday was a pretty good day for him. Yes, I mean the Rangers have a they have a plan in place. I I believe in the, in those guys in the management. There's uh, uh, incredible uh, history of winners, and starting from Glenn Slater down all the way to you know Chris Jury, and I know many of. Management uh, mm-hmm. people on that team, and they're young, and they're you know they're going to be an exciting team, and I don't think it's going to take them very long. And yep. whether it's Brendan or any of a other client, I, I I need my clients to be playing. And there's a certain there's learning curves, there's a certain learning period that we're we're accustomed to. But then if it gets beyond that, and we're not seeing the light, then it's usually it's it's time to to see a change happen. Yeah. Do you, if I asked Brendan what it was like to be the son of an NHL player and a, and a great player, uh, what, what do you think he'd say? Do you think that was a, was it a real good advantage for him? Or do you, would you, he say that maybe, you know, it was also a burden in a way that I've, you know, everybody thinks I'm the son of a famous player. I'm going to have it a little easier. Uh, my experience has shown that it's not always very easy for those guys. Uh, but he seems to adjust it well. How, how, would he, how do you think he'd sum it up if, uh, if I asked him? I, I don't know. I You'd have to ask him that yeah. question. Mm-hmm. I can tell you, playing myself junior hockey with the son of Serge Savard, mm-hmm. and he was also Serge Jr., mm-hmm. and he was a good player. He was a right-handed D. He was a big guy, and uh, people were incredibly, incredibly difficult on him. He was treated so unfairly, and I thought that uh, that it was sad that he was not given just a fair opportunity he was constantly compared uh, to his dad he was constantly jabbed about the fact that he was only there because of his dad and uh, on and on I know Brendan's had to deal with a lot of that uh, I'm sure he told you that there were some positives as well but I think overall um, as youngsters we want to measure up to our dad we want to be as good or we want to be you know more successful than our dad so it's not easy to yeah when you pick the same line of work to to be compared to somebody who's you know played like myself for a long time and had success yeah yeah no i know about well he's in the league i mean uh i know it took a couple years of struggle to get there but uh now that he's in i mean he seems like he's he's carving out a niche uh how What's it like to have a son in the NHL? I can only dream about what that's like. Uh, is it? Did you? Did you ever have any doubt that he could make it, even at a young age? Well, of course. I, yeah. I, I just thought he was a kid that I didn't want him to play. We lived in Arizona. I wanted oh. him to play uh, uh, baseball, oh. play golf, okay. and uh, I realized there was nothing I could do. He loved hockey with a passion and. Uh, <laughs> Probably by the time he got to be, you know, 11, 12 years old, I had a feeling that he would have a good shot. And then once we moved to Toronto and he, 
he was skating with the better players, McDavid's of the world, and Hosang, and and mm. uh, you know a lot mm. of the, the Dal Cole, and all these kids were same age, and mm. um, he he competed uh, fairly well against them. I thought he the way he played, if he was going to play with you know physical presence and have an edge and be be tough and be able to score goals and yep. be a power forward is is pretty unique nowadays. Not many out there. Yeah. So, um, that's that's what he's he's going to be turning out to be, and yeah. you know, I love the way he plays. Yeah, he's 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 a, he's you know he's a goal scorer, but yeah, he's got a little of that cl- that Lemieux uh, agitator streak. <laughs> I remember the last game he played for the Jets was in Denver. Uh, you know, he got into it a little bit with a guy and drew drew the penalty on him. You know, so <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, he's uh, that, that's great. Um, when now you're his agent, I would assume. Um, is that hard? Yes. Is that hard separating business from family? Now, not forget about friendship. Now it's family. Is that is that at all a challenge? Have you guys had to really have good hard talks about that? How it's going to be? Because you know, I would I would say one of the hardest moments for to be um, to slip out of the first round. The draft was probably the most yeah. painful thing for him because he was project, projected to be a first round pick. So yep. uh, if you are projected to be a first round pick and you slip out of that first round, you see that as a big knock and a big disappointment. Right. If you're not scheduled to be in the first round and you go in the first round, then you know it's, yeah. uh, it's a bonus. And so, unfortunately for him, and then especially when we got late, lower in the lineup uh, of the first round, then with Colorado having a pick, New Jersey having a pick, right? San Jose having a pick, and teams that I played for, uh, I felt there was no chance he'd slip past uh, some of those teams, and he did. And he was first pick of the second round with Buffalo, and yep. you know, um, he ended up being part of that big bluster. Uh, blockbuster deal for for Kane and uh, went to Winnipeg but uh, yeah. Um, yeah you know uh, God works in mysterious ways and things happen for a reason and, and there's a reason why Brendan had this path and uh, and we both believe that and he he now is grateful for where he's at and has seen you know an organization and uh, and he can appreciate New York even more yeah Claude, you were drafted 26th overall in 1983 by the Canadians. I'm assuming was that still a first round pick, or did or was that a second round pick back then? Not enough teams. That's back. a second round. That's pick. right. Yeah, that's there right. Were 21 teams at the time. Yes. Were you pissed off too when the, you're sitting in that arena and the first round goes by and you weren't picked? I mean, or did you expect to slide a little? No, I I, I had a good feeling I was not going to be a pick, and I was okay with. For yeah. me, just getting drafted by by a team that I dreamed of playing i knew montreal had a bunch of picks i think we had three picks in the second round two yep. early and then one late yep. and that's that really montreal or quebec were the teams i was hoping to go to and um worked out great and you did yeah so some of the guys teams picked ahead of you uh didn't didn't work out for some of those teams uh david jensen and the whalers <laughs> uh <laughs> Dan Quinn, uh, mm-hmm. we won't go down the list here and embarrass everybody, but yeah, there's some teams that missed out on you. Uh, of course, that was a draft with, uh, you know, geez, Iserman and uh, Brian Lawton went number one, though. Anyway, uh, enough about the 1983 draft. Uh, 
Uh, Claude, stick around for a few more minutes. Maybe tell a couple of old Avs war stories. Uh, you game for that? Sure, a couple okay. more stories, and then I got to get okay. going. My, okay, uh, my job's calling me. Okay, I'm gonna. I know you're busy. Uh, third and final segment coming up here on the BSN Avalanche Podcast. Special guest Claude Mew. Be right back. Tell a couple war stories. Green Mountain Dental Group is a family-owned business that has been a staple in Lakewood for over 40 years. Whether it's cosmetic, oral surgery, or preventative dentistry, at Green Mountain Dental Group, you will find nothing but the best. We have chosen Green Mountain Dental and will continue to attend Green Mountain Dental because of the superior care that we receive from them. Their facility is amazing and above all, it's the personal touch that we receive from the people there, including Dr. Ben Jr. and Ann and Mary and Sherry and Marie. They've known me as well as my husband, my children, and now my grandchildren, and are just incredible with all of us. That was Annette. She's been a patient at Green Mountain Dental Group since 1976 and truly loves their service. Never did I think in 1976 how blessed we would be to recognize the people at Green Mountain Dental and are so thankful that they have been a part of our lives. For all new patients, Green Mountain Dental Group offers free teeth whitening trays when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam. Just mention BSN Denver. And welcome back. BSN Avalanche Podcast, third and final segment with the great Claude Lemieux. Claude, uh, I would be remiss to uh, let, be, have you on the Avalanche Podcast not talk a little old Av stories. I know you got to go soon, but... Uh, Honestly, uh, your career is in four, you know, real distinct phases. I mean, the Montreal years, then the Devils years, then the Avalanche years, and then kind of the last bunch of years were <laughs> kind of spread out for a few team years. Um, now, I'm going to assume that the first three were more fun, maybe, than the final few, even though they're all fun. Uh, you probably made more money, though, in those later years <laughs> than the earlier ones. But uh, honestly, when you compare... Uh, the Colorado years where does it I guess I'm asking I'm, I won't I guess I'll ask it where does it rank but how how do you rank Colorado in those years in those years, years of your career they're so distinct you won championships with with three of those teams um, when you think Colorado what, what what comes to mind well you know we we got to Denver and the fans a lot of the fans didn't even know we got to be more an expansion team. They, a lot of fans thought we were an expansion team, and just to be winning a few games here and there was okay. And um, we had a, we had higher expectations. And I knew when I got moved to Denver. First of all, I knew that it was an amazing place yep. uh, to live. Um, I, I adored uh, living in in Colorado and. We lived way south of Denver and and uh, uh, near Parker and okay. um, I just I just loved it. A lot of a lot of great people, a lot of sunshine and and so much to do. And play golf in the afternoon and drive up the mountains, <laughs> go skiing the next morning, or vice versa. Um, so uh, I can't say enough about the people in the city. Then we had we had an amazing team and and starting from the top, Pierre Lacroix built uh you know a dynasty in a very short period of time and uh mm. and we had great coaching staff um you know it was the support and winning in the 96 and and then having that experience in the parade um and uh, the celebrations it was uh it was truly um 
you know, people ask me all the time, you won everywhere, what was your favorite? And I say, well, of course, winning your first cup yeah. with the team that you grew up watching. Yeah. Um, Let's talk to Right after that, I have to say, I have to say Colorado was, yeah. was right up there. It was, well, it was such a good team and uh, yeah. it was very special. Even though you won the, uh, the Conn Smythe in 95 uh, with the Devils, uh, yeah. Uh, it was a little bittersweet because you left the Devils. The, you know, no, I, I think, yeah. yes, uh, leaving right after is, yeah. is, 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 you know, within a few months is, is, uh, is bitter. And yeah. so you don't have, I mean, the big, the big part of winning is, uh, is those celebrations right. and the celebrations, the parades. And we just didn't have that kind of support in New Jersey. It's not a city. There's not an identity like you get right. when you're in Denver and, and, and post cup, celebrations and the months that follow and the year after they're special and you relive those moments i didn't have that in uh, in new jersey uh both times i ended up leaving so yeah um i know amazing um, so it was uh, it was a great time and when i go back i was there last week uh, for a game and to see patrick and i i love love colorado it's yeah a great place i guess maybe my one of my last questions when 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 Patrick had his blow up on the Montreal bench and was there was like a four day period where he was not you know he was going to get traded but we didn't know where were you lobbying like I heard like seriously like we got to get this guy you know Pierre were you in on that in a way like say or, or were you just letting Pierre do his thing but like how how hard were you guys I, pick, uh, pushing well, Pierre Pierre did Pierre, Pierre did not need me to lobby. <laughs> okay. Go okay. after Patrick. Uh, I remember <laughs> okay. him in the hallway today, and uh, yeah. and I uh, I had heard uh, Rajan Hul had uh, uh, mentioned that he was uh, he was going to look at opportunities where to move him uh, and analyze and evaluate. And I said to Pierre, "I'm sure you saw what happened." He said, "Yep, something like that." And I said, "Well, <laughs> I don't have to tell you, but you need to get this guy." <laughs> and uh, uh, no disrespect to the goalies that we had at the time. Uh, right. They were wonderful young uh, right. goalies and uh, and great guys. It's yep. just that we, I knew Patrick uh, and uh, his ability to take a team to a Stanley Cup. So yeah, you um, did. it worked out great. You certainly did well. Uh, and then you uh, you won two more cups after that. Uh, it's, uh, it's an amazing career, Claude. Uh, I, I, I know you're busy, so we're going to wrap this up here. Uh, but uh, you are busy with your. Uh, are you are you going to be in Switzerland a lot? You're just going to be flying around different places wherever the players are. You're going to be trying to recruit them. Is that your life now, kind of? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I travel quite a bit. The yeah. the, the positive of uh, of this business is I make you know I can make my own schedule and I mm -hmm. can uh, include family family time. My wife often mm -hmm. travels with me, which is mm -hmm. great. Debbie. We get to see uh, uh, Deborah. That's right, and yeah. a lot of a lot of old yeah, friends. Deborah. And uh, we're in New York right now, supporting Brendan. I'll be seeing a client tomorrow night for dinner. So okay. um, it's fun life, and uh, I'm I'm actually going to meet with a financial advisor as soon as we get off the okay. phone for my clients. So okay. I better get going. Okay, I'll let you go, Claus. Thanks so much for doing this. Uh, you're a great guy, and always valued you for uh, valued you as a, a I don't friendship, maybe not the word, but, but you know, we, yeah. I'm, I hope I'm a friend of you in a way, and uh, I know I am if you need my, but <laughs> you're a great Claude, Claude, great guy, Claude, and uh, thanks all the years for all you've done, and uh, we will see you soon out there. Take care, man. Thanks for coming on.
Thank you. Thanks, Thanks. for having me. Okay, man.